0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guest illuminate how, right now, there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future through education and conversation. There is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks.
0: Hello, everybody.
2: Welcome. I am sorry to first announce that the original guest today that was planned to be uh, was advertised for was Cindy Snyder, and that show has had to be postponed it's going to be on november 14th instead but don't go away because i still have a great treat for you (laughs) and as we've been laughing about it for the last couple of days um my backup is my husband um we have wanted to have him on the show since the very beginning but honestly i told voice america i said let's keep him for a backup date when somebody has to cancel and we can fill him in um because i have I, I hold some pretty big weight with him, and I usually can can uh, change his schedule around to, to grab him for an hour. So thank you, Dr. John Hicks. Welcome to the show.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you.
2: The sh- what we're going to talk about today is a really important topic, and it's supplements. So many people um, are taking supplements that are doing damage, that are not doing what they're claiming to be doing, and it's very difficult for the practitioner, let alone the patient, to really understand what supplements work, what they really need, um, when to take them. So to, what we're going to be talking about today is supplements. Um, and I, I, I don't know how to refer to you as Dr. Hicks or John, actually, at this point. so I, I'll, I'll have to call you, I'll, I'll, I'll call you Dr. Hicks, just for the for formality's sake, but Dr. Hicks, why do people need supplements? Many many pediatricians, and, and I should let people know that you are a pediatrician who's been in practice for almost 30 years, and uh, you are the um, director of Pathways Medical Advocates, which is in Delavan, Wisconsin, but you have offices in six different states, and you um, speak a lot on these particular subjects. And so I, I, I know you have a lot of background in this area, but... Being a doctor who was once so heavily into traditional medicine as opposed to a doctor now who's so strongly into holistic medicine, what would you say is, is, you know, is is this what doctors are telling people, that they don't need supplements, that they're getting it all from their food?
3: Well, I I think what they tell them is that if you eat a balanced diet, you're going to get what you need. And that whole assumption is really wrong uh, because... What you would have to eat, and in the quantities you would have to eat them, because everything that is being raised today is nutritionally deficient. That there's no way you could eat that much.
2: So, if if that is the case, is it just that medicine in general, in the traditional form, just really doesn't understand um, the depletion of our of our um, vitamins and minerals and everything else that's in
3: our well, food. I, traditional medicine really hit knows nothing about nutrition. You're taught nothing about it. And you know, you get a little here, a little there, and it's really minimized and in reality your food is your medicine and it is what makes your body run. Right. So you have to put in good things if you want your body to work maximally. That's really the whole crux of okay, if there are all these companies with all these supplements, why are some good and why are some not so good? So then you really have to start looking at what is it about a supplement that makes it good or not good?
2: I, I you know we, we receive in our practice here at Pathways calls on a Uh, probably at least once a week from somebody wanting to sell us a certain supplement or such. And really what it comes down to is we have a very strong team of people who scrutinize every single bit to make sure that it is the best possible quality imaginable. And more importantly, talk about fillers if you could.
3: Well, you don't want fillers. You, You want it to be exactly in it what it is you need. So you don't want extra things that your body has to get rid of because then you have to detox that and you want the vitamin in the most active form so that it's not stressing your liver to activate it because most, when you start looking at spectrum individuals, they their livers are already overtaxed. So for them to have to take vitamins and activate them is going to be very
2: difficult. Okay, let's Let's start talking about probiotics. Okay. What? What's? I mean, I know that you also really like cultured foods. You know, as I work with in, in diet counseling, the use of using cultured foods, kefir, um, coconut kefir, a lot of the um, different types of ways of fermenting beans and, and nuts to make them um, more digestible, and those add a lot of the probiotics as well. But sure. if for a standard person who is needing a probiotic, what would be your recommendation?
3: Well, number one, you want to try and get as many different species as you can in that probiotic. You want to have a probiotic that is live. So you have to be very careful that, number one, those organisms are alive when you take it. Number two, you don't want to take it with food because that will deactivate it. The increased acids in your stomach will kill it. Mm-hmm. So you got to take it away from food. And then you want to make sure there's lactobacillus, there's bifido. And the other one we have in our intestine that we need is E. coli. Well, none of the preparations have all of that in it. So what you have to go after is the lactobacillus and bifido. And the one that will help those grow is called bulgaricum. And bulgarigum what it does is help balance the pH because to it too acid or too alkaline the bacteria the good bacteria will not grow and it favors dysbiotic or bad bacteria. And the other thing that vulgarum does is help to rebalance your immune system and it helps to clean yeast out of your liver. So if anybody has taken An antifungal, it pushes yeast into your liver, so now you're really never going to get rid of it until you get it out of that liver. So that's one of the big pieces.
2: Well, what about, you mentioned E. coli. Can you explain the the difference between good and bad E. coli?
3: Well, there's good E. coli, and what good E. coli does is help us absorb B12. Well, B12 is a cofactor for cellular energy. It's also a cofactor for neurotransmitters. So we need methylcobalamin as a cofactor for methylation, which handles dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine. So if we have no good E. coli in our intestines, we don't get the B12, then we're not going to have that as an adequate cofactor, so that's going to affect neurotransmitters. So you can go from this one little bacteria in your intestine if you don't have it and it's very common, I see this on a lot of stool tests, where that one is zero. I mean, it should be four plus, it's zero, because antibiotics that have been taken or the the contents of the colon, which should be about 6, 8, are down at 5.2 or 5. They're very acidic.
2: So to, to raise that one, you need to, you can't just buy an over-the-counter E. coli, correct?
3: No, The the only one that I've really found that works is imported from Germany, and it's a soil-based E. coli. And typically you need to take it once a day for about 90 days, and mm-hmm. it's about
2: 95% successful. Yeah, I've seen good things with that. Okay, let's move on. We don't, uh, let's move over to vitamins. Um, let's talk about all the different types of vitamins that are frequently used in working with the spectrum. Um, certainly you have A, which is absolutely huge.
3: Right, and A you want to be careful of because it is fat soluble. You can overdo it. The best form of A is if you just want to take cod liver oil, you're going to get the best form of A and D. They're active and they're very usable, so then you're not going to add that through a multiple. You'll be able to just get it through the cod liver, which you need anyway as a supplement.
2: There's not a lot of cod liver oil companies that you recommend. I know that. And um, I think the biggest recommendation here is is never to buy your vitamins at Sam's Club or or Walgreens.
3: Right. Yeah. Because essentially the two big companies, there's two big companies, Nordic Naturals and Carlson, that do most of the cod liver oil. So any other company buys from them.
2: Well, not every company, but, yeah, a, a well, good deal. of them will. Yeah.
3: And then what happens is it sits on the shelf at one of those manufacturing companies. Then it goes to this other company and sits in a distribution center.
2: Right. Then
3: it goes to the different stores and sits on the shelf so that by the time you get it, it may be rancid, which is not going to help at all. Right. It's lost all ability to help. Okay. So you know the, what you want to do is go to the source. So you want to go to a, a good company that will guarantee it mercury free, that it is from the liver of the codfish.
2: And if it tastes burpy, if you get ranch, if, if it has a ranc- after fish taste to it, that's not a good sign. It's typically ranch. Okay, let's go over to B vitamins. Um, right. We have a couple minutes till break, so I want to get. In, I'd like to get the vitamins in the B vitamins. Um,
3: so B five, B six. B complex, B12 for energy and uh, neurotransmitters should be methylcobalamin, not cyanocobalamin.
2: Very and important.
3: Very, very important. All cheap vitamins will use cyanocobalamin because it is cheap. Methylcobalamin is the therapeutic grade of B12. That's what the, that's what everybody needs. Nobody needs cyanocobalamin.
2: Can everybody take these orally? Well, everybody could take
3: them, but not everybody can activate them. Okay. And a lot of people will get very hyper on these.
2: Is there another way to give it to them?
3: Well, you can do IVs. Uh, you can do B12 shots. You can do
2: um, uh, sublingual.
3: I mean, there's a ton of different ways to get this.
2: If you're doing a B12 shot, do you want to add anything else to the shot?
3: Well, you since B12 is not the only Thing that is the cofactor for the methylation and neurotransmitters, you want to add folinic acid because it's both the folinic and the methylcobalamin that work together as cofactors.
2: Okay, great. All right, we have to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk more about vitamins and move our way over to minerals. We'll be right back with Dr. John Hicks. Don't go away.
0: a fresh look at today's health voice america health and wellness
4: we had a wonderful experience in our trip to the sensory learning institute and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies and we brought home a child who was vastly different we brought home a child Who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me?
5: The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com.
1: Omega Institute is the country's leading center for holistic studies. Now you can experience selected workshops from Omega in the comfort of your own home. Join us for a live web broadcast with John Friend, the founder of Anasara Yoga. In this dynamic workshop, we learn a Hatha yoga system that is a celebration of the heart and looks for the good in all people and all things. To find out more about our live web broadcast, log on to our website www.eomega.org That's www.eomega.org or Call us at 800-944-1001. That's 800-944-1001.
6: To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, brain, and body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose.
2: Hi, this is Mark Victor Hansen. You know me for Chicken Soup for the Soul, the One Minute Millionaire, and Cracking the Millionaire Code. And what I want you to know is that if you want to have rip roaringly good health, listen to Health Crusades by my friend John Farley.
1: Tune in to Health Crusades with John Farley every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: Your life.
2: We are back with Dr. John Hicks talking about supplements, and we're talking now, we've been talking about vitamins and uh, how great A and Bs are. Um, C, I know most of them are derived from corn, so people need to be aware of that to go for a corn-free option if corn is a problem to them.
3: Right. right. Um, They want to make sure if they're taking C, it's buffered.
2: Right, right. What about D? You know, we, we are supposed to get that naturally from the sun. Right. Is that... and people are very hung up about their fears of the sun. What's your take on that?
3: All you need is about 30 minutes in the summer to get that. However, where we live, uh, you're only going to get that in the summer. So if you did without sunblock for 30 minutes a day, if you're out there and then put black on, you're okay. And then you're going to get uh, A and D from cod liver, so you're going to get D.
2: From there. Okay. I I was thinking that that was an excuse to take me on vacation once a winter. Well, that's a good idea. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Going
3: on a D trip.
2: Yeah, go on a D trip. Going to get my B. Okay, so we have E, of course, and the. Mixed
3: to are the best.
2: Great. Um, Folinic acid, you were talking about it, and the use with methylcobalamin. What about. What's the difference between folate, folic, and folinic?
3: Well, Folate has to be converted to folic and then folinic. Folinic is what is the big one for neurotransmitters. So a lot of kids are getting adequate folate. You look at their blood count, MCV, MCH, MCHC are all good, so you're going, well, folate's okay. But you start looking at neurotransmitter issues and they've got huge issues, so then what's happening is they're not able to convert it in the liver. So. To go after the neurotransmitter piece, you want to go with folinic acid. Okay.
2: Calcium. So I'll go over to minerals. Calcium is probably my biggest pet peeve because people are just so misinformed as to how to get calcium. Um,
3: well, there's so many bad forms, I
2: guess. Well, and including in the food form because we don't, unless you're going with a raw milk um, situation, you're not absorbing the calcium that's in dairy. I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't get absorbed because the enzymes that help you break it down are killed in pasteurization. Um, So dairy is not, many people go on on a casein-free diet and they they really freak out about the fact that they're not drinking milk and they need some calcium, but when in fact we all really need some version of calcium. I mean, there are certainly foods like a lot of the nuts and things like almonds and and then kale and some of these other foods that are very high in calcium, but um, take it. In a supplement form, um, there's so many bad versions. I mean, Tums and those things are just, they they basically go out the way they came in, correct? Exactly. Um, They're not going to be absorbed at all. So it's not necessarily milligrams of calcium that they're looking for. It's absorbability.
3: And activity.
2: Activity. So
3: let's say, you know, they recommend 2,000 milligrams a day. Well, most of that isn't active anyway. Right. So if you take it... an active form of calcium like a chelated or a citrate or a lactate, and the lactate is not taken from dairy, so you don't have to worry about that, those you're not gonna need as much to get the same effect. So you can literally take somebody who has osteoporosis and put them on a good calcium, make sure they're getting D from uh, a good source, and you can turn a lot of that stuff
2: A lot of the people that are, you know, really the big flag about the whole oxalate diet, and the deal with so much of it is just that people are taking versions of calcium that are unabsorbable.
3: Right, and they're not usable, so they're not being—they don't—they're uh, not bound right. They're not transported in right. They don't go into the cells right, so they have to be discarded. So you're gonna get this oxalate piece, calcium oxalate crystals. So the real piece of that is making sure the calcium you get is good calcium, that you're not getting you're not taking junk stuff, and the whole oxalate piece is a lot of kidney flushing and making sure that the mechanism can handle that. There are very, very few people that the oxalates are a huge issue where you would have to really completely take oxalates out of your diet. Right.
2: Okay, so magnesium, same type of premise. You just don't, you know... The premise,
3: you want to balance that with calcium and you want it absorbable and usable.
2: And potassium.
3: Potassium is very important for zinc your heart is, and muscle.
2: Zinc is very big for a lot of the kids. Zinc,
3: yeah, and you, you have to have a good form. Zinc picolinate is the best. It's absorbed anytime with anything, so you don't have to take it on an empty stomach. A lot of the zinc They say take it bedtime on an empty stomach, and you're going to get stomach aches. So you don't want to do that. You want to do zinc picanolate.
2: Okay. Okay. And then uh, other minerals that would be vital, or does that pretty much just based on?
3: Well, then you've got trace things like selenium, molybdenum, manganese, chromium. They're important, and iron, obviously. So you have those things that you have to watch and take, but you want to make sure you don't overdo it because those things can be toxic selenium and manganese right and chromium is very very important especially in a blood types because they have an increased risk of diabetes chromium helps with insulin regulation and insulin receptor activity so chromium can be a big piece for a lot of kids especially if you notice it comes they're getting hungry or it's two hours after a meal they're getting very irritable they may be getting little bouts of hypo or hyperglycemia. Typically, more hypo. They get real irritable. They eat carbs. They're better for a while, and in two hours, they're back. They're begging for carbs again. So they have an insulin issue. They're getting big surges, and they're gonna they're gonna end up with that whole insulin receptor. Uh, that doesn't work. It won't respond. Mm-hmm. You just run your pancreas out. So
2: Okay. All right. Let's move on to fatty acids. Okay. Uh, we've already talked about cod liver oil. Right. And what if somebody has a really bad allergy to cod? Well, then do
3: they have allergy to other fish? You can use some other fish oils. You just want to make sure that they have good omega 3s, they don't have mercury.
2: You like Eskimo 3s Yes.
3: Yeah, Eskimo-3 is pretty good. You can use blackcurrant. Uh, so there's, you know, other ways to come at that. What's
2: what's the deal? Is it blackcurrant in and, and the breast cancer?
3: Right. Blackcurrant, what's been shown is the gene, it's called HER-2 slash NEU, is a marker for breast cancer. And what they've shown is that black currant oil reverses the effect of that gene. So... Rather than everybody getting that test for the DNA, I would recommend all women just take the black currant oil because then it reduces cancer risk. That's
2: great. A lot of people are really big into flaxseed oil. And right. What's your opinion on that?
3: Well, flaxseed, you have to be careful with it. It has to be frozen if you get it out. The, the
2: actual seed you're talking the not seed. the oil.
3: Right. The oil, the problem yes, with flax oil is you don't get very much EPA or DHA, which are the guys that your brain really needs from taking flaxseed
2: right. or flax oil. And it doesn't necessarily have to be frozen. Refrigeration is, right. is, right. Not, is fine. The, the key is
3: you, you've got to really be careful with that, and you can't really take enough of that to get the EPA and DHA. So you really need the cod liver oil piece or omega-3. So DHA Jr., I mean, there's a ton of different... EPA DHA so,
2: added okay um, and then evening primrose
3: oil evening primrose uh, a lot of people will have the little bumps on the back of their arms sometimes on their thighs evening primrose is DGLA uh, that's an essential oil even though it's an omega-6 Uh it is essential, and a lot of times those little bumps will just go away if you take evening primrose.
2: Okay. But you sort of have to
3: be careful of that around
2: menstruation, Right, because it will thin the blood also.
3: Thin the blood increases the flow and cramping.
2: Okay. Amino acids, right over to this. That's a right. big topic because there's a lot of amino acids, and it's hard to know which ones are necessary.
3: Well, amino acids are the building blocks. So there are essential and semi-essential amino acids and then some that are considered non-essential because you can make them if you get enough of the essential. But really the point, I think the point with the whole amino acid piece is these are the building blocks for everything. And when you're looking at a young person who's growing, it is very, very important that they get a huge variety of amino acids. So the greater the difference in the kinds of meat they eat, and beans and nuts, the bigger the variety of Uh, amino acids they get.
2: That they'll get naturally. Right. And what about taking amino acids? How do you usually um, know what to give somebody an amino acid?
3: Well, typically what I'll do to figure that out is is amino acid plasma blood test, and it's going to tell you what you're low in. And if you're high in anything, it's going to tell you that. Most, most often, uh, what I see is kids are not eating near enough protein, they're eating more carbs, so they're deficient in quite a few amino acids when you first start. And then over time, what happens is as you work with the diet and the whole nutritional piece and getting kids eating a good nutritional diet, their need for supplementation goes away.
2: There's a lot of talk right now about amino acid, in acetylcysteine Can you talk about that?
3: NAC or N-acetylcysteine is part of the detox system. The big piece with that is over half the kids or adults who take it get uh, sort of toxic. They can get hyper, and they can have some bad cramping and headaches. So that's not one of the typical ones that I go after to supplement because they most people are very sensitive and the liver can't use it, so it can build up.
2: Unless it's showing, if the test is showing that it's a good thing to use, though, would you? Well,
3: if well, what I would go after if the blood showing it's low in cysteine, then I would supplement cysteine and it will do what it needs to do with that. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's not showing that that's needed, then I would uh, not supplement it. Okay. You know, what you want to do is go after the detox system for what it needs, and that's where a lot of the amino acids go.
2: All right. We're going to have to take another break. Uh, but when we get back, let's talk a little bit more about amino acids. And and the big superstar of our amino acids, we'll talk about glutathione. We'll be right back with Dr. John Hicks.
0: opinions options answers voice america health and wellness
4: we had a wonderful experience in our trip to the sensory learning institute and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies and we brought home a child who was vastly different we brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me.
5: The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com.
6: The pressures to be thin or ideal go beyond the Hollywood headlines. In fact, those suffering from eating disorders in the U.S. number in the millions, and eating disorders such as anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, and binge eating are more common than Alzheimer's disease. Eating disorders affect men, women, adolescents, as well as young children. On Understanding Eating Disorders, Dr. Tom Scales, an internist and psychiatrist, uncovers the causes and characteristics of various eating disorders and shares his expertise on current treatment approaches. Expert guests and personal stories from some who have recovered reveal the depth of emotional conflicts of these dangerously obsessive conditions and the resolutions that work. Tune in to Understanding Eating Disorders with Dr. Tom Scales every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Understanding Eating Disorders, the cycle of eating disorders can be broken.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy.
2: We are back and we are talking about amino acids right now. We've been talking about all different types of supplements, and amino acids is a really important uh, piece. We've talked about a few of them already. Um, I, I do want to mention, that, you know, I, I want people to understand when you're classifying amino acids, you're looking at everything from calcium to glucurate to taurine to melatonin. Uh, we talked about an acetyl cysteine, DMG, um, and tyrosine are important. What? But you, with tyrosine, you always is typically something you use with well, 5-HTP. Yes.
3: Yeah, the the whole thing with neurotransmitters. Uh, tryptophan is what goes to make serotonin, but it has to be put in the 5-hydroxy tryptophan form and a lot of people who have issues with serotonin can't do that 5-hydroxylation
5: so what
3: we found that really helps with that is doing 5 hydroxytryptophan balanced with tyrosine and tyrosine supports the other side the, the dopamine side of the neurotransmitter so you're going at it to try to rebalance those.
2: Okay, all right, then let's talk about the big superstar of all amino acids, which is glutathione. Well,
3: glutathione is made up of three amino acids, so it's a a, a tripeptide or uh, whatever, but it's made up of cysteine, glutamate, and glycine. And glutathione is a substance that our body uses for many functions and um, just to sort of hit a few, it's a tremendous antioxidant. It has a role in cell life regulation. It removes solvents, herbicides, fungicides, lipid peroxidases, heavy metals, mercury, cadmium, lead, arsenic, aluminum. It's used by our cells to kill uh, mycobacterium. It's used by our cells to help fight other bacterial infections, including uh, the retroviruses, it transports amino acids, it regulates enzyme activity, it helps regulate and modulate DNA and protein synthesis, it's a neurotransmitter and a neuromodulator. Uh, wow. I mean, you can go on and go on and go on.
2: There's And the ways to absorb it?
3: So, the way you absorb it. They did... Two different studies. The the big thing now is trying to give everybody oral glutathione. The problem is your intestine, every cell along your intestinal tract has the enzymes in it to break it down. And what they showed is you don't really raise your glutathione by taking oral glutathione. So you've got to do a transdermal or IV or an aerosol.
2: How do you get the aerosol?
3: The aerosol is done with a nebulizer. Your lung cells are the only cells in the body that can absorb glutathione without breaking it down and will pass it on in the blood so that other cells can use it. So it's a tremendously efficient way to get it. Uh, The way we typically use it is treatments in once a week, starting with small doses, gradually working up, and we've seen it as a tremendous chelator as well as doing big things in the brain to help brain function. So for us, uh, I I think from a natural point of view, it is probably the superstar.
2: Okay. Uh, Let's talk about transfer factor because a lot of people really feel that IVIG is the only chance when the immune system is so badly shifted and are spending tens of thousands of dollars on treatments of IVIG. Is that necessary?
3: Well, not really, uh, and it's not really been shown to do long-term things. It, it's a sort of band-aid that gets you across this bridge, but you really got to figure out what the problem is. And typically, the problem is if you've got a, a CD4 activation, then what you got to do is come back and say, okay, what activated this, so I can get it back to neutral. So there can be a genetic predisposition to do that. Vaccines can be a huge piece of that. Infections can be a huge piece of that. So essentially what you're doing with transfer factor is going in and remodulating and sending the signal for your immune system, that CD4 activation, to relax and come back to normal. So I've found it very, very effective.
2: If transfer factor doesn't work for somebody, what would be the reasoning it wouldn't work?
3: Well, they've They've got a new one out that has egg in it, so if you're allergic to egg, you've got to really be careful with that. It may not work because you don't have all the other pieces together. Typically, when you look at the immune system, not only do you have a CD4 active, your your TH1 cells, so CD8 and NK cells, can be low, so you have to address that side of the immune system also. So it really has to be a focus on rebalancing the immune system, what all is out. So if you have autoantibodies, you want to go after that to clear those. And the vibrationals have been very effective in taking people who have had high autoantibodies down to zero and helping shift this immune system back to neutral.
2: And what you're referring to there is your use of vibrational medicine, which is similar in forms to homeopathy. Right but it's uh, a, diff- a little bit different of a form, right. but it's, it's transferred through water. But that's right. a show for another day. Um, okay, glandulars, this is something that you just recently really dove into and dove into it very deeply because it's now a big part of your practice.
3: Well, w- what, what happens is you start to realize a lot of these people, and you're looking at kids on the spectrum. You look at adults with chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or cancer, whatever, and you start looking, and what's happening is their glands are not working normally, so something has made them malfunction. So the idea is, okay, what's causing the issue of the malfunction? How do I work on that? And then how do I support this gland to help it come back to normal, or at least help it to work more efficiently than it is at this point? And that's what I've found with glandulars, is they can help uh, rebalance that. I've had quite a few patients that were on a lot of thyroid medications. You go after that with the glandulars and thyroid complex, and you can literally really reduce down to a minimum the amount of thyroid medication that they need.
2: Let's talk about some specific glands that you work with a lot with autism, and parotid is one of them. Where Can you explain to well, people where the parotid gland is?
3: Parotid is a salivary gland. It's sort of at the corner of the jaw. And the parotid gland is very interesting because it tends to harbor bacteria and viruses. And what can happen is then every time you chew, you are putting these viruses and bacteria into the saliva you keep swallowing so it's like you're recontaminating yourself so what we've started to do and our finding is that you use the parotid glandular and it starts to clear that and that starts to affect food hypersensitivities and there's a, a group of things you can use to help with that
2: okay. Um, pituitary is out in a lot of these kids.
3: Right. Hypothalamus and pituitary. So, the pituitary is the master gland. So, if that gland is out, then you're going to see errors in a lot of other places. So, the pituitary and hypothalamus do a lot of the releasing factors, which are the triggers to make other things happen. So, if that isn't working normally, then what's going to happen is that the gland down the line is going to be abnormal.
2: All right, we talked a little bit about thyroid. What about the adrenal gland?
3: Uh, Adrenal is a big one. It has a lot to do with sodium and potassium imbalances. That's cellular uh, action potentials. That's energy. That's your brain working to think if those those ions are abnormal. You get adrenal stress. That gets your cortisol up. So then that can suppress your immune system further. It decreases focus and concentration. It affects appetite. It affects growth. It affects everything.
2: Wow. All right. And then another big one is the pancreas.
3: And the pancreas tends to get hit by some of the vaccines pretty hard. Also, A blood types.
2: So A blood type, if they're A. Not,
3: A blood types. Right.
2: Not, as opposed to O or B. As opposed to O,
3: B. Right. They tend to have less pancreatic function, so they're at a greater risk of not having enough digestive enzymes. Uh, They also have more insulin issues, so the pancreas glandular can help support that and help to rebuild that along with some other things that can help modulate glucose and insulin. I've had several diabetics who had very high blood sugars get on a blood type diet and their blood sugars come back pretty close to normal. So a lot does have to do with what you eat and how that matches with you.
2: Okay. And the epithelial tissue?
3: Well, epithelial tissue, when you think epithelium, that's sort of your skin, you can see all of that, but that's also your digestive tract is made up of epithelial cells. So if you've got somebody with malabsorption, or leaky gut, Right then what you have to do is you have to heal that inflammation and you have to then help that epithelial tissue grow and get replaced. Okay. So that's what your epithelial glandulars are
2: We're going to to take a quick break. Um, When we get back, we will conclude with talking about everything from herbs to some cofactors as well as uh, enzymes and more. Don't go away for the conclusion of our show with Dr. John Heck.
0: learn more live better voice america health and wellness
4: we had a wonderful experience in our trip to the sensory learning institute and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me.
5: The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory and vestibular systems with light sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com.
1: Omega Institute is the country's leading center for holistic studies. Now you can experience selected workshops from Omega in the comfort of your own home. Join us for a live web broadcast with John Friend, the founder of Anasara Yoga. In this dynamic workshop, we learn a Hatha yoga system that is a celebration of the heart and looks for the good in all people and all things. To find out more about our live web broadcast, log on to our website www.eomega.org That's www.eomega.org or Call us at 800 944 1001. That's 800 944 1001.
6: To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, brain, and body on Voice America Health & Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy.
2: We are back here with Dr. John Hicks talking about supplements, and we've done all the, the typical ones, but let's go into a little bit more of a holistic term and go into herbs and plant extracts. something that's not as commonly used, certainly not used in traditional medicine. But um, I need to first bring up your very favorite, which I everybody who knows you know it's your very favorite, <laughs> and that would be um, artichoke extract.
3: Right. Well, the, the whole big piece with artichoke is It supports liver function, gallbladder function. It keeps the bile thin. So the whole idea is we're trying to detox and get rid of things through the bile, but if if it sludges up and doesn't come out, then you're gonna get gallstones, you're gonna have thick sludge in there, things are gonna be reabsorbed that you should be getting rid of. So I think artichoke is probably one of the most underrated supplements that helps everybody.
2: Definitely.
3: No no age limits.
2: Okay. Um, let's talk a bit about pepsin and chlorophyll because that's something that you're using right. quite a bit now.
3: pepsin and chlorophyll, they help fight inflammation. They reduce inflammation and they help the gut heal. So when you've got somebody with leaky gut, food hypersensitivities, then you got to think, well, how do I heal this? pepsin and chlorophyll do that then you can use the glandular dermatotrophin, which helps uh, rebuild those epithelial cells. And then along with that, then you have to think, well, do we have a bad parotid that now keeps flushing this stuff down that's now causing my gut irritation and keeps me pretty sick? Right. So it's, it, it's putting those things together.
2: What about, uh, let's talk about parasites and the use of black walnut.
3: Well, black walnuts very effective. You just have to be have a, a, a neat way to get it in because it
2: does... <laughs> so it tastes so darn awful. But you do a lot of your vibrational remedies that also kill parasites. And right. It, 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 for those who right. can't for handle who the taste of the black yeah, walnut. But, you can. I put, from, for our daughter, I put it in a capsule.
3: Right. But. And it works very quickly. I mean, it, it is very, very effective.
2: Um, there's a lot of other ones you use. You use olive leaf. You use berberine. Right. Um, you use cranberry extract, especially with the urinary type right. infections. Um, and ber- yeah, berberine is great for when you are dealing with a, a, um, a bacterial infection. Right,
3: that and olive leaf. Uh,
2: and, and olive leaf as well, right? Um, let last one. Let's talk about is Indian fire tree bark.
3: Well, that's that's a Native American cure for uh, yeast, and it's very very effective. And you really have to start very, very slow and gradually increase. Otherwise, you're going to get die-off headaches, uh, stomach aches, crampy abdominal pain, and it will be there for days. But right. it's very, very effective.
2: Okay, cofactors, CoQ10. Um, you okay. were you were a big proponent of Vitaline for a long time, and you still do like Vitaline. Right. Um, right. But there's a new one that's come around. And like guess first explain what Co- CoQ10. CoQ10
3: is the big one for cellular energy. Cellular energy is how efficiently do you take the food you eat and convert it to the energy that your nerve cells need to run and your muscle cells need to run. So CoQ10 is taken by a lot of people with heart issues, low energy mitochondrial issues. But the big piece is when you start thinking about cellular energy in your brain you got to make sure that whatever you're taking crosses the blood brain barrier and that it can be activated the reason i liked Vitaline coq10 was it crossed the blood brain barrier the only drawback was is that 30 percent of people could not activate it so
2: and the other problem was that it had corn in it which well, was a big problem
3: so, there is a new one out called UBQH. It is ubiquinone, which is deactive form. So, it is now activated. So, nobody has that problem. It crosses the blood brain barrier. So, now everybody can have it activated in their brain. And when you start talking about spectrum issues, you're talking brain function. Right. You know, you, you start thinking about. Other people with memory issues, you've got to go after this whole brain piece and the cellular energy in the brain.
2: And NAD, or NADH.
3: NADH is there is one active form that is also does the Krebs cycle. It's a cofactor and um, use about six of these per turn of the Krebs cycle in every mitochondria and every cell. So NADH is very very important and. Energy. So if you have kids with hypotonia, you're talking about focus and concentration issues, then you have to think about CoQ10, NADA, or NADH that crosses the blood-brain barrier to help with those issues.
2: Okay. All right, the last group of supplements we're going to talk about is enzymes.
3: Well, enzymes are what breaks down everything and makes everything available to you. So. From a digestive point of view, you eat anything. It has to be broken down into its constituent parts for you to absorb it correctly and use it. If you do not have good enzymes that do that,
5: then you're not
3: going to do that. And the idea is you want to use an enzyme that just supports pancreatic function. You don't need all these high-powered things that do all this stuff, because when you Think about some of these. They say they can replace the diet and all of that. That really doesn't work. You can't put enough DPP-4 in one of these without irritating the gastrointestinal tract to be able to eat casein and gluten and not have peptide. So the idea is with enzymes you want to just
2: supplement
3: the normal enzymes that your pancreas would make if it were adequately working.
2: Okay. I, I think the big question, and first, um, those of you who know me, I mean, the reason I haven't had to be on the show is because I never want to promote um, Pathways. Is as, It's as, um, as why I do the show, because this isn't why I do the show and volunteer my time for it. But um, our website is, because I think a lot of people could get a lot of good information of what you've spoken about today from our website, especially if they're looking for brand names. It doesn't really matter where you decide to buy them, but if you really want some good brand names of some of the companies that Dr. Hicks has talked about today, I would recommend going to our website under the store and seeing a lot of these different companies. Um, The website is pathwaysmed.com, pathways with an S, M-E-D.com, and I, I think there's the, the big question is that, you know, if people are listening today and are like, wow, all these things, they're all going to make them better, my child better or myself better, so do I just buy one of everything?
3: Well, no. You, you, you need to figure out what it is you need, and that's what you want to go after. If you go and you take something of everything, the odds are your body's not going to be able to use it, and there is a priority your body has. I have to get this well first so that I can move on to this.
2: Now, is that part of your job as a trained physician to know what to do first, or is it usually the result of testing? I know in your office you also do kinesiology, but not all of your patients do kinesiology. So how is one supposed to know the order of which to go in? Well,
3: you start with basic functions. We do some testing. We can do the kinesiology. I mean, there's different ways to look at that, and it's, it's figuring out, okay, what is the most basic things that are underpinning everything? Mm-hmm. So you start to look at systems. And it's then going system by system and saying, okay, if I don't digest my food right, I don't get any nutrition, it's going to affect everything. So that has to be one of the basic things you go after. Get the GI tract working normally. So that's
2: I met you when my son, Joey, was eight, um, and prior to then I had, and even when I first started talking to you as a a medical practitioner, I I had put Joey on so many different supplements, and they all just made him worse. Why was that?
3: Well, if you can't use it, it may make you sick. And Joey's big issue has been GI and liver and then his hypersensitivity pieces to a lot of things, and not showing up on tests, but showing up when he has a food. So it now makes you have to rethink, you know, the basic biomedical stuff with Joey didn't work. Right. So it's okay. Now, you go back to ground zero and you say, okay, this didn't work. What are the possibilities of why this didn't work? So it's been a whole educational piece for me And it's changed what I do for everybody because I've learned from Joey and I learn from each patient. So we are constantly updating things that if I saw somebody a year ago, the things I can offer today are very different from what I offered a year ago. And in a year they'll be different again and again and again and again.
2: It's exciting part of always learning.
3: Well, yeah, that's what makes this
2: job fun. (laughs) I find it... um frustrating when I see a lot of the treatments out there causing more harm than the child was to begin with. And I know that that's something that concerns you as well, too.
3: Well, it, it's, it's this whole paradigm of we need a magic bullet and we need yeah. it cured right this second, when in reality your body will heal itself. There are no windows which close. Your brain will heal until the day you die. So to try to rip things out against your body is not a good thing.
2: As opposed as opposed to supporting your body and giving it the tools it needs to be able to get the heavy health. metals out or get right. environmental toxins out or whatever it might be. Right. That makes a lot of sense. All right, well, we're going to be closing up our show here. I want to thank you very much for filling in. Well, thank you. <laughs> Knew I could count on you. We're going to have to do this again and talk more about systems and uh, how all different supplements su- support the systems. We'll have you back at a different time. Uh, once again, for the website for Pathways, it's www.pathwaysmed.com. Pathwaysmed.com. Thank you so much, Dr. John Hicks. Thank you. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.
1: The Sensory Learning Center would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, A Conversation of Hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, A Conversation of Hope with Betsy Hicks.